Hey, what's up, Missoula? It's Coulter Nuanez of your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Not only does the M Store in downtown Missoula have the best and most unique Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. That's right, they're all Grizz all the time down there at the M Store, which if you haven't been into their relatively new location there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway, go check it out. You're going to find Grizz stuff that you can't find anywhere else in Missoula or anywhere else in Montana. But they also have a new Apple store inside the M store. Now, I've been using a MacBook Pro for the better part of a decade, and it is awesome. But it's also a little bit precarious to find somebody to fix it. I also have a habit of leaving my MacBook chargers in various airports across the United States. Don't worry, I've accumulated like four or five of them now because I have to rebuy them. And then they, you know, eventually find them and send them back to me. But that's here nor there. Any and all Apple products you might need, any and all Apple service you might have to have taken care of, they can help you down there at the M Store. Go check out the M Store for all of your Apple needs and all your Grizz needs. The M Store, located in the heart of downtown Missoula, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. It's so hard to define like your truly best of the best, your favorite when it comes to music. You know, like if people ask you, who's your favorite artist or who's your favorite band? What's your favorite genre? Well, I'd have to pick between these. A select group. Soundgarden and anything that Chris Cornell is involved in is certainly on my short list. Today's playlist brought to you by the inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Great job by Jeff Safford for coming up with that idea. And uh, I'm so uh, happy that Soundgarden's getting their just due. The, uh, the end for Chris Cornell, certainly a tragic one, uh, a huge loss for the world of music, but I'm glad they're getting their just due, uh, being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No as now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. You missed anything in the first hour of the show. We talked all the way around, and we're going to keep talking about it here in hour number two. The pros and cons of... Montana, Montana State, if they were to move to a different league, specifically one that offered FBS football. We also heard from Mike Anderson, Grizz Lacrosse, or excuse me, Grizz Hockey Coach, uh, talking all things Stanley Cup playoffs. And we also talked Grizz Lacrosse with Tucker Sargent, the head coach of the Grizz Lacrosse team as they make their way uh, to nationals. All of it can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Well, this is fun. I always say what, you know, I have a few of my standard life lessons that I never stop ranting about, just things I believe to be true. But I always say, whenever you're feeling sad, or if you ever want to feel accomplished, think about what the five or six or eight-year-old version of yourself would think is what, of what you're doing right now. And I think to back when I was a kid, uh, I was I loved college football. I loved Penn State. I loved Montana. I loved Montana State. My family's not from here. So I just loved all of it. When I was like 12, I was just a college football geek. And I remember when you were playing, Adam Boomer's joining us in studio here on the ESPN Roundtable. And so the point is, 12-year-old me would have thought it was really cool <laughs> that, that you're here. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I You know, the 40-year-old me or the 40-plus-year-old me thinks it's really cool that I'm hanging out with you right now. We've, we've done it a few times. We've run into each other a For few sure. times now and like on an airplane and be like, hey, we need to gang out and get together. And, and, and so then all of a sudden now here now. we are on ESPN Radio. Exactly. Yeah, this is great. Uh, so I, I don't even know the specifics. Tell me the years that you played for the Grizz. Uh, from 96 to 2001. So we were bookended by yeah. losing national championships. So you were on the team yeah. that went to the national championship game in 96, yeah. redshirted that year. Yeah, redshirted, watch Randy Moss run over 
everybody. Oh, man. I've been talking about impactful moments in my life. So long story short, my parents went to this uh, very unique private high school in Sedona, Arizona. And one of their best friends, his father owned the Minnesota Vikings for like 20 to 25 years. Wheelock Whitney. So he owned the Vikings when Randy Moss came out and got drafted. And I had remembered Randy Moss from that national championship game all of a sudden that I'm the biggest Vikings fan in the world. And that's the only fandom I have left is the Vikings. So that had a huge impact. So uh, 96, you guys, you're out your red shirt that year. Then you're a senior going for a repeat national championship. No, no. You you lost in 2000 and then you had graduated. Yeah. Yeah, so and then they won it the next lost. year. They, all my buddies won it the next yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so there's the timeline. So for me, I guess I was between like 12 and 14, so exactly yeah. then. So it's just so funny because when you're eight years apart, when you're under 25 years old, it's a lot. And now here we are, we're just the same age. You know what I mean? Like we, you date, I'm dating down right Yeah, now. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. So, uh, tell, so Adam and I run into each other completely not attached to sports. That's the cool part about this relationship. Most of what we've talked about is not about the Grizz or football or anything like that. It's been all about a whole bunch of other stuff. So tell people what you've been up to lately. Yeah, so um, I'm a therapist. um, And in fact, I'm a psychedelic therapist. So here in town, we have a ketamine-assisted psychedelic therapy business and um and that's what i do and it's amazing remind me what it's called it is harvest wholeness harvest wholeness so you probably heard some of the the ads on uh, missoula broadcasting company stations because these guys are trying to get the good word out Uh, but this is really interesting yeah Uh, how how did this sort of come about your interest in in therapy (laughs) in general and then also this sort of medicine yeah so uh, i mean really therapy for me came about uh wanting to become a therapist was probably 13 years ago and I was going through um, some life transition stuff where I had had a actually had open heart surgery and yeah. I was in New York sitting on the East River and you're sitting there waiting to go in to surgery and it's like okay what am I supposed to be scared or, you know like I'm nervous <laughs> right. whatever right and I just remember like how, shifting, how old were you in that I was exa- 32 so that's about a, about a 10 years ago uh, 15 years 15 or, yeah Okay, sure. Ten-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I just remember being like, well, I could be scared or I could, like, change my state. And so I, like, literally, hilariously... Start playing Welcome to the Jungle, which we come out to playing football <laughs> every day. State, and yeah. I just felt my physiology change going to, you know, like, but I need to be prepared for this. So right. I like, I could feel my physiology change. And, and at that moment, I was like, well, wow, if I can change that. Sure. In an instant with myself, how how does behavior change in general happen? And um, and so I st- went to social work school and started playing with that. And at, right when I was in social work school, I started seeing all this research around psychedelics. And I thought, wow, this is super fascinating. Sure. And never used them. And, you know, sure. it just became something that I became super obsessed with. And, and not really being like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to actually work with this stuff. And so that's really how I got into it. Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating pursuit for sure. Uh, there's so many different elements of all of this. Uh, there's there is so much research out there now, though. About I mean, I so have you two questions for you? Have, yeah. you, have you read the Biology of Belief? Um, Bruce I, Lipton, do you, are you familiar with a it? A little bit. I, I I have it on the shelf. Okay, sure, it's okay. On yeah, the, sure. On the so list. you know what it is for sure. Yeah. So the, I mean, the basic premise is that all of your cells have their own environments, and the better environment all of your cells within your body. Can 
can be in, then the more uh, centered of a state you will be in. And then that then promotes holistic health. Yeah. Right? So just like you're saying, you kind of just had this mindset change. Here I am. Okay. I'm going to change how I believe you change your environment. And it, yeah. it worked a lot physiologically, right? Totally. And what's interesting, and, and we're, we're seeing this in our clinic, um, you know, I've got, we're working with some high-end athletes and, you know, some of them that are over the hill and, um, but they still like train really hard for sure. And, um, they're like, I, um, and they're coming to us for mental health issues for sure. And they look at, they're like, all of a sudden my times are improving my, for like sure. my right. output, all these different right. things. And we don't know why. Other than, you know, like, you know, my theory, you know, there's that theory that you're talking about, your right. cellular, you know, your cellular engine sure. is, is functioning really well. For sure. Also, you know, it's like if you're depressed. For sure. How are you going to be at peak performance? If right. you're anxious, how are you going to be at peak performance? And so, you know, like, and so I went back, I'm like, well, let me look at the research here, you sure. know, and right. I, I did find two papers um, recently on improving athletic performance through psychedelics. And, Interesting. Um, and they're, you know, they're all preliminary stuff because all this stuff is, you know, hard to study at this point. For sure. And so, you know, like that's the thing that, you know, is like we're really at this point just recreating the research and studies that were done in the 60s. For sure. Not, not really beyond that point yet. And so it'll be interesting to see how, you know, these, these medicines play out and, you know, people, you know, get, get the support they need. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX by Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, Adam Boomer, our ESPN Roundtable guest, former Grizz linebacker, but uh, more importantly, a guy that's doing a lot of important work uh, here in Western Montana. We could go all the way down in the weeds on all of this because I yeah. think there's, there has been so much research done. Uh, I do want to keep it a little bit, but the other one I was going to ask you about is how to change your mind. I know that you've read yeah. that book, and that, that's one that's been sort of mainstream popular. Yeah, totally. Michael Pollan is a pretty renowned journalist. I think there's at least some people out there listening that have read books like The Omnivore's Dilemma, The Botany yeah. of Desire. He's he's pretty prominent writer. Uh, how to Change Your Mind has then been turned into a Netflix documentary, which I think probably gave it a completely new audience as well. So uh, the basic premise is just the holistic and medicinal use uh, psychedelic mushrooms in a very microcosmic way uh, as a way of sort of rewiring your mind, right? Yeah. So if anybody's seen this, you, you know what we're talking about. But that's sort of like the base, basic entry point to this, right? Yeah, a lot of ways. We're watching, you know, people with uh, injuries and you know, like real deep trauma, you know, needing support. And, yeah. you know, right now as we're looking at the landscape, there's a lot of, you know, like groups you can go to, you know, Peru, you can go yeah. to, you know, in, into another country and, and experience these medicines and they're really expensive sure. to, to, to navigate that way. But also this is a long game. Sure. Like this is not like, oh, you go have a weak experience sure. and you're healed. That's right. not how these medicines For sure. work. For sure. And like we w all wish we had the magic bullet For sure. and you can get a magical experience, but that doesn't mean that your life changes the way you want it to. And so it's, it really is a lot of, you know, a lot of work and having a, a really solid group of people around you to support you through these changes, especially if you're, you know, you might have some 
underlying psych, you know, trauma. For sure. And you don't want that to pop up at a music festival or, for sure. you know, doing these things regulationally or in, a, in necessarily a group, you know? I mean, as, as I've studied this quite a bit, you know, I th- we all have our own personal things and the things we've gone through. And, and Adam and I have connected because of severe traumas we've experienced. That's our cross to bear. We're not necessarily going to share the, the personal details of all that. But there is a, a certain element, though, of... When you do have traumatic events, it does impact the chemistry of your brain. And if you have super traumatic events, it can shock your brain into being sort of rerouted in a completely different way of functioning, right? And so this is a way to sort of repair that back to its most natural state, right? Yeah, a lot. I mean, it, basically, a lot of these medicines, ketamine or psilocybin, they they actually start to regrow um, neurons in the brain. Right. And so, you know with working with people with uh, CTE and, and different, you know, like traumatic brain injuries, sure. right. like to right. actually grow new neurons, you know, wow. gives you some hope. And now it's not going to, you know, like the, it's not going to give you all everything back. Right. But, it, you know, like we've, I've worked with somebody that, you know, got a concussion from their five-year-old. Right. You know, and couldn't drive for two years. Yeah. And then we started working Man. together and after 15 sessions... Yeah, of ketamine, mm-hmm. they are functioning better than they they have in the last three years, and so it's just you know, and they're like, okay, like if this is where I'm at now, and that's all the further I get, great, but I'm like functional and can you know be the person that I want to be in my life. It's it's a it's impressive. It's very interesting. Um, certainly a new frontier. It's our ESPN roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Uh, Adam Boomer in studio, former Grizz linebacker, uh, joining us here talking uh, all things holistic health and uh, the mind. How to change your mind, basically. Thanks for the great title, Michael Pullen. Let's tie this back to football, though, because that's a, a part of this influence, right? I mean, yeah. everybody has had traumas in their lives, but I think a, yeah. lot of, a lot of times guys that play football have some pretty common ones, whether it's head injuries, yeah, you know, sort of the the tribal nature of a locker room and how great that is. And then the loss of that and how totally. hard that is for many men. Yeah. And, uh, so how does that then affect sort of your journey here? Cause I mean, I'm sure that there's some lingering things from football as well. Yeah. I mean, I think my biggest thing was, you know, like understanding that some of the things that we navigate, you know, whether it's depression or anxiety and stuff like that, you know, come down from, you know, our, our brains and that, you know, really like I, yeah, as I've come back to watch football, yes, I watch it with a cringe for sure. Because and, I, and you were an incredibly hard hitting player. I mean, you're very. Yeah, hard. I mean, I used to run down the field sure. and I just mean, people, throw my body that, in my people side. of a certain age that watched Adam yeah. play like this guy. I'm, I'm just you know, and that was what I did. You were a great player. Thank you, but it was it was right. like I just you know laid it out there. No, and no regard, no regard, yeah. and and to you know like sit there and worry. You know, like we would talk you know with all the former guys, and everybody's kind of worried about their brains a little bit, right? And you know, like to come across psychedelics and and how that can improve all those functions and really you know like even you know mitigate some of the damage that you know has occurred you know, is, is really hopeful thing. And, and we don't know exactly where it's going, you know, how much function you can get back, but, um, you know, like, I think it's worth a try, 
Well, and, and, that, and that was sort of the entry point to the timing of all of this because recently uh, another Grizz football and Missoula connection, Kevin Van Valkenburg, who's a uh, prominent journalism school alum. Uh, you know, I always tout that I went to the same <laughs> journalism school as a guy like Kevin yeah. Van Valkenburg. Uh, but he has been doing all sorts of great work in a variety of different areas, but he just helped produce an E60. It's the latest E60. Yeah. And so th- th- you had some involvement in this, or I guess you're a part of this thing, right? Um, not, not really. I just was like, hey, Kevin, this is a thing. The, yeah, yeah. That people are doing, sure. you, should, you should go investigate it. And, and so the U60 is about similar uh, sort of therapies for ex-football players? Yeah, the, so they followed a group of, of guys that um, former hockey players and a couple football players, they went down to Jamaica where psilocybin's legal and they had a uh, psilocybin ceremony and work through some of their trauma and you know and, and it's interesting like what like i was saying earlier it's like you go and you go have this peak experience yeah and then you got to go live your life For and sure. there's it's great and it's just a continual work For there's, sure. you know it's like you know all of a sudden finished. you know sure. you need to go start going to the hot yoga you <laughs> right, know exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> and you know like and then you can you know start start stop drinking or, you know, like sure. all these yep. different things are you for, know, sure. like for mental health are really, really important. And, you know, it's that exercise of your brain and, how, sure. and that yep. you need to do, you yep. know, it's like, yep. the, it's just, you got to do the work, you know, you got to go put in the time at the gym or, you know, but also put in the time either, you know, journaling, meditation or yoga and, you know, what, you know, getting out in nature and, you know, all those different things. Adam Boomer here in studio, ESPN radio. Uh, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Uh, so now you, you're you're in Missoula still. Yeah. So what is your perspective on football? You know, I've got a I've got a eighth grader. He's going to be an eighth grader that's playing football. Yep. I want him to move his body. I want him to be healthy. For and sure. He, and he's like, "This is all I want to do, Dad." And I'm like, "Okay." And you know, he knows the risks, and you know, we're going to protect him. And you know, if he you know gets a concussion or or whatever, but you know, it's, um, it's kind of, it's, it's definitely this level of like stepping back and going like, Oh gosh, it is a little bit of a blood sport. You no, know? for sure. <laughs> do, do you still, uh, or is there parts of it that you appreciate still though? Yeah. I mean, I love the, the camaraderie. I, I yeah. feel like there's a, a certain level of us, you know, like our, you know, primal bits where you're like, wow, I got to hang out with my, all my buddies every day, every day for, you know, four or five hours. Yeah. And I wish we had that in my, you know, adult life. For you sure. Know? It was right? like, man, why am I not like, you know? And so I think that that, I really appreciate that. I love seeing, you know, people do, you know, amazing things and, and, you know, push themselves and, and grow and, you know, get challenged and then come back or not, or, you know, like the, the push pull of it's really beautiful. It is so fascinating because I do think that there's certain parts of football that uh, are almost irreplaceable. Like if it's an experience that you can't really replicate in certain ways. Uh, and there is then also so much detriment too. Yeah. I think the thing that, I mean, that I remember the most is just being like, actually on the field. Right. And then, like, I can't replicate that going and being in the stands. No. And you know, it, it, and so it, like, right. like, I, I'll go for a bi- mountain bike ride. Right. <laughs> totally. I'll watch the replay. I'll, you know, read about it later. Yeah, no, it is, it is, uh, it's crazy how much it still is such a huge part of this town. And I, there's some certain parts of that that I absolutely love. And I think that uh, it's something that gives Missoula identity. And I think that you, know, you were a part of that. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the, those teams were the ones that sort of put Montana on the maps. Yeah. I mean, I was in the middle of it. It was really fun to, to be in that, to, I don't know, God, to hear your 
name chanted over <laughs> totally. 26,000 people is pretty fun. I mean, know, totally so. fun. Yeah. <laughs> the narcissistic part of me is like, yes. I mean, but even just, the, I mean, just the, even the human part of you, though, right? I mean, that is a, yeah. it's a pretty surreal experience for a guy from small town Idaho. And yeah. then all, I mean, you know. Well, yeah, I was just big, like big, hoping to be the, I'm like, I just hope to make the team. <laughs> how big is the town you grew up in? 2,000. So you're talking yeah. about you were in front of, you know, 15 times as many people as even the time you grew up. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. it's a cool story. Uh, Adam Boomer here in studio. Uh, so if people want to learn more about this, learn more about you, learn yeah. about more what you guys do, I mean, how, how, did, how do people uh, find out more? Well, they can get a, a hold of us at uh, harvestwholeness.net for ketamine therapy. And then I have my own, I do integration therapy um, on my own with Good for Human. So that's nice. my that's my website is uh, Good for Human. So. Well, super cool. Anything else? Anything else you want to get to? Anything else you want to add? Um, I, I think just realizing that these things, these medicines are really powerful. Yeah. You know, we, we've had um, two or three, one student at the University of Montana die last year, took too much, took psilocybin and didn't know what the effects were going to be. And they, they ended up dying. Right. And, um, and then we've had a number that have been injured. Sure. And so, you know, like taking these things, these are real medicines and they're very powerful and to have some prudence with them. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Great words of advice. This is interesting stuff, man. And I think it's going to be important to some people. There's some people you maybe don't like it. That's fine. This is all just about the opportunity for people to learn. And I think, yeah. I think this is pretty interesting, man. I think it's cool what you guys are doing. Yeah, I get to give people a mystical experience. Uh, and also help them, cool. right? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, and I also help them. <laughs> help them work through any and all of the things. It's, yeah. uh, it's awesome, man. Well, good to see you. Thanks for coming in. All right, thanks, Colter. Uh, Adam Boomer here on our ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable, proudly presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls. A great place to congregate with family and friends alike. They have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, food and drink specials seven days a week. They're open seven days a week. Great place to go watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. Great place to go watch the NBA playoffs. Great place to go hang out. They're located there on the south side of town, 3621 Brook Street. Paradise Falls, proud to present the ESPN Roundtable each week here on Nuanas Now. And Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. More on the pros and cons of moving up if you are the Cats or the Grizz. And some NBA blindside as well. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. 
you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. I have a question about uh, the modern state of affairs. I know there still are music videos. Certainly, music videos still exist, and artists still make music videos a lot. And I know people still watch music videos as well. But are there music videos that come out today that become like these seismic moments in pop culture or that, that, that people talk about? Like, you could name, if you were to do, okay, top 50 most iconic music videos of the 80s, you could totally do it. Most iconic music videos of the 90s, you could totally do it. That song right there by George Michael, that music video, absolutely would be on the list of the 90s. If you're not familiar with it, the music video for that was basically like the four most prominent supermodels in the world lip-syncing that song while walking around scantily clad and... um. It was a very enjoyable, awesome music video. <laughs> Especially when you're a kid and you're, you know you think you're getting away with something watching some PG-13 music videos. But anyways, where are we at with this? Like, you guys are younger than me. Is there Andrew? Is there like a like what? What's is there an iconic music video of the last 15 years? Like, if I was to say what is the mood music video that like people were talking about, is there one? Lady Gaga's had some music videos. I think people have talked about a little bit. Uh, that's hard for me to say. You're not, I, yeah, right. Je- Jeff's got something. Well, one that I definitely think that's a little bit more common. I think an artist in general that I think has really done well with music videos is probably one of the, the artists that probably has the hottest song on right now. Aubrey from 104.5, the U could probably help me out with this. But um, Flowers, Miley Cyrus, she's sure. had some big... Yeah. She's had some big-time yeah. music videos. I mean, I think immediately comes to mind Wrecking Ball. Yeah. You know, Miley yeah. with the yeah. sledgehammer and the, yeah. the Michael Jordan. I mean, that that too, or Michael Jordan when she's high on you-know-what. We're not going to go there because we're on the radio. <laughs> right, totally. Uh, <laughs> text in as well. Uh, Sierra's music videos uh, are apparently... So I guess that's the formula then. Um powerhouse babe singers like gal gals that are singers uh that are you know making a statement of of femininity and and prowess via their their music video okay interesting I would say also beyonce she's had some music videos okay yeah, andrew that, said that, that and yeah, uh, that, that's i good. say that, and some good. country singers too there's been yeah, some big yeah. Some big country, like Kenny Chesney, his, or Tim McGraw. Both yeah. those guys yeah. have had some big, or Taylor Swift also. Okay, great feedback. I uh, Here's my litmus test on this kind of stuff. There's some parts about pop culture and modern life that I know a lot about, and then there's some that I only know a fringe a little bit about. When it comes to like music videos, I think that my entry point here would be if I know about it, then it's probably a iconic music video. I have not seen any of those Miley Cyrus music videos. That's because I hate Miley Cyrus. But 
that's a me problem. That that is, I know there's she is extraordinarily popular, and I totally respect her talent. I think she's a phenomenal songwriter. I totally get why she is popular. I just, I just, it's just not for me. But, but that's okay. Um, it's kind of the same thing with Lady Gaga. Actually, I, I, I was totally uh, th- thrown off, taken aback, and very much enjoyed watching A Star Is Born because Lady Gaga is so uh, unbelievably talented. And uh, it was such a far cry from what her her like you know day job persona is, uh, but I, I can see you know w- what she's doing with her music videos and stuff too. Even though that's not for me either, it's still you know it's impressive. Any sort of performance is impressive. No, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The whole point of this is that a variety of artists are being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, including the one and only George Michael. I. It's funny. I love George Michael. I I have loved George Michael since I was a kid. Uh, My mom was really into Wham! in the 80s. My mom taught a lot of aerobics classes back in the 80s, and she would make, like, mixtapes with fun songs on them. And there was definitely a couple Wham! songs on there. I remember we had a Wham! vinyl when I was a kid. And then when George Michael went solo, I had both of those, his first two albums, Faith and... uh, the release from Innocence or something, whatever. George Michael's first two solo albums, I had those on cassette tape. I loved those albums. You can you can think what George, uh, what you want about George Michael in terms of uh, who he is, who he was, what he stood for, but he's phenomenally talented. I mean, he is an unbelievable singer. And uh, talk about charisma, unbelievable. So uh, he is one of the many inductees into this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Our conversation from the first hour continues. I'm doing the pros and cons of what it would mean to move up for both Montana and Montana State to a conference to play FBS football. My premise is this. You can be nostalgic all you want. You can want to win national championships all you want. And that's all fine and dandy, and I totally see the validity in that. I do think competing on the national stage for the Cats and the Grizz in football is a great sense of, a great source, I should say, of pride for the two institutions and for the two athletic departments. But I also think the walls are closing in around you. We've defined that college sports is a business. In business, you have to find new revenue streams. The revenue streams that exist at Montana and Montana State, they're not only capped, but they also are inequitable to the people that they're competing with. Most of the schools in the Big Sky Conference provide institutional funding, state funding, and student athletic fee funding for athletics. Montana and Montana State get very little state subsidies. They get very little student subsidies. So they're funding their athletics almost exclusively off of ticket revenue. Well, that's all fine and dandy, except for it makes you have a cap, and it also makes it really hard to fund all the non-revenue sports. So even though you produce the most revenue in the league because you have the best fan bases, you're actually not even coming close to having any sort of money to use to expand. You're making the most money, yet you're the most broke in the league. That's not a a good formula, especially in business. And for better or worse, we've defined college sports as a business. I I also think, though, the walls are closing in around the Cats and the Grizz because what is the, the national championship worth anymore these days? It's still prominent, for sure, but with Georgia Southern and James Madison and Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina and Old Dominion and all these schools on their way up, on their way out, Sam Houston State, all the other Texas schools that have moved out of the FCS, 
what is the future of the FCS? And if you're winning FCS national championships, what does it actually mean? If it's just the the Montana versus the Dakota Bowl, you know, if it's just Montana, Montana State, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, where are we at? At this point, like, even as broad as you could possibly make it, it's still basically a two-conference classification. It's the Big Sky Conference, and it's the Missouri Valley Football Conference. That's it. So what are you winning? What are you competing for? So then I also think you need to, I think that Montana, Montana State need to explore a move because you need to have, you need to not have the walls close in around you. You need, you need to have extra revenue opportunities. Now, we're, we, we got a text in the first hour from a uh, listener, and I will, I will read it again. The University of, oh, excuse me, I actually have three texts to catch up on. One, we'll come back to this one because I'll get through all three of these. Money is not here for going up. Maybe Montana and other Big Sky, Rocky Mountain, Northwest schools can join conferences with limited NIL available or even go to a fewer scholarship model like Division II as long as the competition is relatively even. Hold that thought. A couple more pieces of feedback. The University of Idaho demanded to move up. I also stated that in the first hour. The best case scenario for Western teams that moved up, Boise State. The worst case scenario, their neighbor in Idaho. This text says the University of Idaho demanded to move up because Boise State had moved up. That's true. Idaho never qualified for seats available or attendance. I believe they played a few games at Washington State to help with attendance when they couldn't sell out the Kibbe Dome. Okay, valid, but the attendance argument is less valid now because that stipulation has become very flexible and very fluid, especially considering where you can fit into conference alignment. Another text from a listener. I've been a season ticket holder since Dornblazer, so that's talking about the early 1980s. I love the Grizzlies, but it's getting very expensive to go to games. This is a, a point I hear from a lot of people around the community. Uh, the four seats that we have on the east side of the stadium are $270 each. The GSA, $280. That amounts to about $91 per seat. Call me cheap at that spending in Missoula. I agree, $91 to watch FCS football is certainly uh, spendy. But that's the other reality that I think people have to come to grips with. Unfortunately... Nothing in life is getting cheaper. Nothing. It's only going to get more expensive. That's just the sad truth of, of the capitalistic society that we live in. But if that's inevitable, wouldn't you want to play at a higher level of competition? Wouldn't your $91 be better spent on watching Wyoming at Washington Grizzly Stadium or Utah State? I'm not, I, I don't know where the Grizz and Cats fit in. But I do think the ideal scenario would be to realign and get in the same conference as schools like Utah State, Wyoming, the Dakota schools, Idaho, Colorado State, Nevada. And I think that would be an ideal conference, an ideal best of the West. But I think that the, the issue here, it, it stems from inequitable ways of producing revenue. The Grizz are in a league in which... They can have peer members of their league that have literally one-tenth of the fans that they have, yet that those schools have more money because they have a higher enrollment, higher state funding, and higher student athletic fees. I also think, though, going back to that first text about how the money's not here, I do agree that most of us Montanans are tapped when it comes to our ability to support and I'm not talking about me. I'm a media member, so I, I, I'm sort of outside this conversation. But most Montana people probably are tapped in their ability to spend money 
as a booster, whether it's donating to the programs or buying tickets or paying GSA fees, whatever it is. Most are tapped. I do agree with that. I don't agree with the Cats and the Grizz not having the money to move up, though, because you could definitely move up. And here's the two reasons why. One, right now the University of Montana operates with about a 23 to $24 million budget. To be in the Mountain West or, or to be like in a conference with peer Mountain West schools like Wyoming, they'd probably have to be about $40 million. Okay, so how do you make up that $16 million in, in revenue gap? Well, first of all, if you were aligned in the right TV conference with the right TV deal, you could make up at the bare minimum 5 to $6 million in TV revenue, but you could also maybe get as much as $8 million. So you already covered half of it right there. When you're talking about scaling a business, if you're going to make a jump and you already have 50% of the revenue that you need to make the jump in terms of your budget taken care of, now all you got to do is figure out the other 50%. The other reason why you move up if you're the Montana schools is, I don't know if you noticed, but the vast majority of people that are moving to Missoula and Bozeman are not from here. They're not affiliated with the universities in any way. They might think Grizz and Cat games are fun. They might think that, uh, you know, the venues are great and the party is great and the fans are great. But to truly have a vested interest in it, I I don't really think you're going to sell a lot of new transplants on becoming hardcore financially supportive fans of, of the Cats or the Grizz. Because people that aren't from here don't understand the nuances of FCS football. They instead think of it as a lower level, a Division II level, whatever. And in terms of revenue, resources, talent, all of it, it is. How do you capture all those new people? How do you get all these new businesses that are coming to Montana to throw down money on supporting athletics? I think you move up to the Mountain West. This, that, or you move up to a new conference that has FBS football. You can just you can maximize available revenue streams by aligning yourself with people with, with schools that aren't the schools you're in the conference with right now. There's always been pushback against student athletic fees at Montana Montana State. Maybe there's less pushback if those student athletic fees are getting you access with your Grizz card to Mountain West basketball games. I mean, it would be easier to sell tickets in men's and women's hoops if Wyoming and San Diego State and Utah State are coming to town. A lot easier than Northern Colorado. A lot easier than Weber State. I don't know. I I just think that there's a lot of upside there. And I think that the other thing is, how often do, especially in football, if you're recruiting the top prospects in the Northwestern United States, there's a lot of times where the Cats and the Grizz in football lose out to Mountain West schools strictly because the Mountain West is an FBS and the Mount, and the Big Sky is an FCS. Now, there's a lot of great college towns throughout the Western United States. For my money, the two premier college towns in the entire Northwestern United States are Missoula, Montana, and Bozeman, Montana. If all things are equal and you can get kids onto campus, why wouldn't you be able to go heads up against Nevada, Reno? Why wouldn't you be able to go heads up against Utah State, Wyoming, 
People that say, oh, the winters are long. Have you ever been to Laramie? Laramie's way colder than Missoula and Bozeman. They've been competitive, if not good, in the FBS in football over the last 10 to 15 years. So I just think that, I think it's a closed-minded view. Here's the deal. I get the dedication to nostalgia, wanting to compete on a national level and wanting to do it with Montana kids. I totally get that. But the walls are closing in. That reality might get robbed from you even if you don't move up. So you can't be standing at the john with your pants down. You got to figure out a way to make a move. So I just, I get it. There's a real scenario in which Montana and Montana State move up to the FBS and they never compete on a national level again. That's a real scenario. But I think you got to realize we've already defined college sports as a business. So you have to make the correct business decision. I think you always also got to remember one of the basic tenets in life. You are who you hang out with. Montana and Montana State deserve institutions to hang out with that are more like them than what they currently have in the Big Sky Conference. Noah is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I can't believe the Sixers won game one. Who's going to win game two? We shall discuss next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. Yeah, I mean, the sooner you call us, the better. You know, we're available 24-7, consultations are free, and when you've been in that accident, insurance companies are going to be jumping all over you to talk. So give us a call first and get yourself an attorney. 406-640-4444 or online, montanaadvocates.com. Free consultations, the Montana Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. Missoula. Welcome back. Uh, today's playlist theme, brought to you in part by the intellectual property, rather known as an idea, by Jeff Safford. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. They announced the inductees. There's a whole variety of them. But we played you some Rage Against the Machine, some Tribe Called Quest, some Soundgarden, some George Michael. And uh, we will play you some Warren Zebon sometime in the near future because, you know, it's just an awesome song and he's just an awesome artist. Missed anything today's Nuanas Now? You can find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. You want to see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business? Visit goblackfoot.com. Nuanas Now podcast also presented by the M Store, the M Store where they're all grizz all the time. And presented by the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. They have all sorts of discounts going on if you shop online. Discounts for alumni. Discounts for prospective students. All sorts of discounts. So go check out MSU Bookstore online. Your go-to place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day there on the Montana State campus. New Orleans Now podcast is uh, available on all of your podcast hosting platforms. Now, I have been, I don't want to jinx myself, I've been rolling on the betting the NBA playoffs. Straight rolling. But I took my first big hit. I, I've certainly won more than I've lost, and uh, 
the ones I've hit have been good. And, uh, you know, just got the envelope building. That's what I like to do is build the envelope full of cash and then boom, give it to the lady friend. Say, hey, let's go and do something fun. But, you know, that's that's how I get away with it because I then justify it by looking at the money I'm making. We have fun money now. I digress. The point is, uh, took my first big hit the other night. I thought, no doubt, surefire Joel Embiid's out the NBA MVP. Boston at home in Boston was going to roll the 76ers. Uh-uh, not the case. James Harden balled his face off. Harden, fair or not, has uh, had a reputation for many years as an outstanding regular season player, one of the great scorers in NBA history, and a guy that folds in the playoffs. Well, he didn't fold in game one, I'll tell you that. And uh, the 76ers steal home court in Boston. So pretty intriguing there. The East is intriguing all the way around because the number one seed in the Bucks they're out. So uh, seems a little bit more wide open. Uh, I think we thought that it was going to be Philly and Boston for sure in this series. But the other series, uh, I, had, I had no way to predict it was going to be Miami and New York. So uh, then who comes out of the East is going to be very, very fascinating. But I do think it'll be a, a, a very important game tonight in Boston. The Celtics cannot go down 0-2 going back to uh, my or go back to Philly, excuse me. I thought the the other storyline, other than James Harden balling in game one, was ha, it's so funny because there's a lot of debate over the the impact of coaching in the NBA. Well, if you don't, if you're one of those people that think that coaching doesn't matter in the NBA, <laughs> Doc Rivers worked Joe Missoula like a speed bag. I stole that line from Bill Simmons, but I had to just repeat it because I thought it was hilarious. Doc remains a great coach. Missoula is uh, in the midst of some on-the-job training. He's done fine. You know, he got the Celtics the two seed, but he's not Ime Odoka. He's not Brad Stevens, and uh, he got his his. Uh, Pants coached off of him in game one. We got game two right now. We're rolling right into it here uh, on ESPN Radio. So that is coming up here in just a minute. Please join us tomorrow on Nuanas Now as well. The return of one of my favorite coaches, Ed Lamb. He was at Southern Utah for a long time. He's back in the Big Sky in Northern Colorado. Our Big Sky Spotlight Series continues. We also have the Chicken Dozen Sports and plenty more. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Thanks for listening. This has been Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanas From your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And, of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well, on the Nuanas Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across 
the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana.